Welcome to Comics Experiment, right here on the Comic Story and Podcast Network, where every Thursday we go live at about 2 p.m. Eastern, talking about some of your favorite comic books. Either we look at lists and make fun of them, or we come up with our own ideas for stuff, or we play various games involving comic book knowledge, lore, and stuff that is happening. The show is then uploaded over to Spotify, iTunes, various audio platforms, but one of which is our Patreon, where we receive funding for this show. Patreon.com slash Comic Story, where you can get the unedited version and early access to a lot of our other videos it's then uploaded over to nowhere else i that was that's where it's that's where it ends and then it goes to youtube on saturday mornings that's exactly what happens my name is benny i run the show here over at comic storian this is dan he actually runs the show over here at comic storian and he's our new voiceover guy what's the name of the main character yang no Ang. Wow. Ang. I was close for a guy who's not seen the show wow <laughs> hey yang i I've not oh, seen the show. God. I was close. Feel was. free to flame him in the comments for that, because that's that's <laughs> almost as bad as Ong. What's the name of the main character, Bob? <laughs> he could have said Wang. That would have been funny. So that would be funny yeah, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. And we have Andy, who's mean to everybody. Suck it. We did that joke in the other take. It had to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Dan, uh, today's episode is not only brought to you by our Patreons and our Twitch subscribers, but we have a sponsor. A sponsor, Dan! That we do. It is Honey. Or you can get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash rnbe. It's a fantastic add-on for your browser. Get you the lowest possible price when you buy stuff online. You save a lot of money. I know I do. Check out our ad in the middle of today's show. Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit more about it in the middle. And thank you for that ad plug, Cupcake. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that works only when you say it before. You know, it works even better after. It's because you give me that reaction. Okay, honey. <laughs> no problem, pumpkin. Okay, god damn it. <laughs> All right. Andy, what food would you like us to call you? Nothing. Hey, paprika. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. Andy's yeah. the spices. I'm, I'm pretty spicy. He's spicy. Pretty so, spicy. vanilla bean, what are we going to be talking about today? <laughs> I don't even know who he was preferring. I don't either, to. and I don't want to. <laughs> uh, so, oh, my gosh. Uh, it's, everyone was doing these watch parties last month or a month and a half ago, mm -hmm. watching Endgame for the year anniversary. Um, and then I thought about an idea and then I forgot about the idea. So now that we're way outside of that window, Classic comic story. <laughs> now that we're way outside of that window, I thought it'd be kind of fun to spend about 30 minutes looking at the MCU as a whole. Mm -hmm. Now that we are one year later and it has been delayed heavily before we go into anything else. It is only one year, right? Is it not two years? It's only one. I keep forgetting which, when since did, you want me to look at when? when did end game come out? Cause that was the ending. I know technically Spider-Man was, but I think that was last year. So it I think was, no, no, it, yeah, Endgame was last year. Was it last year? I, I was here when it happened. Okay, and I was yes. yeah, yeah. I, I knew we were at least a year out, which yeah, makes the video yeah. work. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. As you put it earlier, Dan, uh, it felt like three years. Oh yeah, these past couple months have felt like a couple years, so it's hard to tell these days. He came in today, and I was like, "Yeah, so today's topic is we're going to talk about the MCU three years later," and he's like, three years." And I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. Endgame came out like last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Towards the end of the Maybe year. Maybe two. And he's like, yeah, but it feels it like three years. It definitely feels like three years. <laughs> I see that. Uh. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's what I want to look at in general. Also, maybe we can compare it to the DCEU because of the announcement that they're pretty much going to restart officially. Yes. Restart, restart <laughs> with Justice League Rebirth. Has that official? I thought it was just a rumor. A rumor, yeah, but that's what saying. leads to a great discussion today yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. talking about restarting. How did the MCU look now that we're a year out? We haven't mm -hmm. gotten anything. But they have to restart it with all of the same actors. 
That would be hilarious. That and I just would never comment on the fact that, that I actually like that. I feel like the Batwoman situation. Yeah, we, yeah. we were joking they're just not going to comment yeah. on Ruby Rose leaving. We're just going to keep moving. Yeah. yeah. Also, I believe this show has something special at the end of it. Yes. Oh, I was actually going to mention that, and then I forgot because we got tangented. Oh, my God. I we got tangented you. on something. I got you. Um, I got Scott you. Gordon Murphy. That is his official name, right? Sean? Sean Gordon Murphy. <laughs> so who the hell Scott I, Gordon Murphy? It was an Murphy. S in my head. And I, <laughs> he talks with his uh, best friend Scott Snyder too much. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. No, you mean Sean Snyder. Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean Snyder and Scott, Scott Gordon Murphy. Sean Gordon Murphy, the guy who created the White Knight universe over here on the DC Comics. I'm now now that he's just flipping the cameras for me, I'm moving my head just to mess with him. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he created the White Knight universe. He did a great job with it. I'm a huge fan of it. He's a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. Dan likes it too. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. I do like it too. I mean, you're not incorrect there. So it's a pretty accurate statement. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, we're all huge fans of it. He asked if he could come on and chat with me and Sal, who is my co-host on the Absolute Comics Show mm-hmm. that we do every Tuesday here on the Comic Story and Podcast Network, um, about his Kickstarter and a little bit about White Knight. And we're going to put that interview at the end of today's episode. So if you did not get to watch it live or go see it on the uh, re-upload of Com- uh, Absolute Comics, you'll enjoy it now. So. You're having a lot of trouble talking today. I, aren't I have you? a lot of talking to do for some reason today. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh yeah, because most days you're really quiet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. the speaker of the of the house of the. <laughs> Potus Andy. <laughs> you're the Potus Andy. That's not who the speaker of the house is. Potus, no, I know. Potus and speaker of the house, two very different things. <laughs> no, no, I'm Ben has no idea how our Andy's the works. speaker <laughs> for the traveler. <laughs> also true. <laughs> Uh, speaker, what does the traveler say today? Don't be a dick. <laughs> the, the I like it. Word I like comes it. Down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right so everybody get away. I've talked enough. Andy, how was the MCU for you? It was awesome. All right, Dan, how was the MCU for you? <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> All right, on to that interview. <laughs> pretty solid. I, I especially loved that Black Widow movie. <laughs> that was, that was really, really good. Yeah, was really no, but good. seriously, though, no, um, yeah, you've had a year to think about it. Okay, one of my biggest complaints about the Justice League movie. I have every day. I bring up in my mind. (laughs) I wake up and I go. So the MCU. (laughs) How do I feel today about it? Well, one thing I feel about the MCU is for ten years it never stopped. We got two to three Mm. movies a year. Mm -hmm. When you started to forget the MCU existed, another thing was popping up, and we were all like, "Oh, is Thanos gonna pop up? You know, is Black Widow gonna punch out Ultron?" Uh, I don't know why that was just. I'm just now. I'm just. That was also my thought when I watched it. I was like, "Why isn't Black Widow punching out Ultron?" Serious. (laughs) It's the only logical solution. What a waste of a situation. (laughs) Every movie ends with Black Widow punching out the villain, even in movies she's not in. The end of Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah, Black Widow, Black Widow in. punches him. In the <laughs> oh my god! Um, but no, I because I, it is a situation like that though. Every, we literally every time that you would start to be like, eh, and if, even when there was iffier movies mm-hmm. like Thor three, or a lot of people didn't like the original Ant Man. You mean Thor two? You mean two? Thor two? Yeah, I was going to say Ragnarok three was, was the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was great. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I really like this one because yeah. it's got a great plot, really funny acting. <laughs> Amazing cinematography, great music. director. Yeah, it's, it's, a little it's, too it's a little too much for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Even when we had the like luster ones, like I, I'm a fan of Ant Man, but I know a lot of people didn't like Ant Man mm-hmm. one. I, 
I don't think Ant-Man and Wasp got that well either. But either way, the Ant-Man character, like mm, those would, mm-hmm. people would skip through those or... Which was ridiculous because Ant-Man's probably one of the best that came out. Or, or you know, that horrible Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh, God. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. They should Ugh. fire that director for tweets 10 years ago. <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> how terrible. And then rehire him this a few movie, months later when DC so picks bad. him up. This movie's so bad. Go through that man's tweeting history. <laughs> And then rehire him after yeah. after DC gets oh, yeah. him for suicide. Yeah. Well, yeah, of Obviously. course. We can't let we can't let DC get him. No. <laughs> he got hired by DC. All this for you. <laughs> we can't let that happen. You make Guardians of the Galaxy um, one and two. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> it's a bit specified. weird because like so when Justice League ended, my big argument was it wasn't a terrible movie, but it was just so forgettable. Yeah. A month right. after Incredibly. Justice League, I was like. Do you remember what happened in that movie? You want to know the one thing that was the most memorable from Justice League for me? What? The Green Lantern appearance at the very beginning <laughs> of the movie. That was cool. That, that was, was the one I thing that, that I yeah, always yeah, yeah. remember. The rest of the movie, couldn't really I tell remember you. Jason Momoa said, my man, a lot. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, yeah. The, only, the big thing that I remember from that movie was the lasso of truth being on him. And him spilling oh, his yeah, guts. Yeah, yeah, that, was was, funny, yeah. that was actually pretty good. When actually, he's sitting on it in the yeah. car. Yeah. Probably my favorite part of that movie was that Henry Cavill actually got to be Superman for a little while. That yeah. too. Yeah. And it was probably, <clears throat> even though he's only in the movie for the span of like 20 minutes, maybe, it was probably the most Superman he got to be. Oh, yeah. 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 Even, the, the, even taking so much as taking like the, the music from the originals. Mm-hmm. I, I also remember the terrible marketing of Superman's not in the movie, but Henry Cavill's on the press tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't come back, everybody. <laughs> He's just here to talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, there's action figures. <laughs> with his action exact spoil face. everything. But the, uh, with Endgame, yes. like a year later, honestly... I remembered it a lot longer, but I vaguely remember it now. I remember, I remember the, the cap getting the the, the hammer. I remember the <laughs> you're about to say the shield. <laughs> that happened in the first one, Ben. I thought he was gonna say cap getting the Thor. Yep, uh, I almost did. Cap getting the Thor. I remember the epic Avengers Assemble moment. Yeah, right. Yeah, I remember, the I, on your left. On your left. Yeah, I remember oh, a lot of. Cry. I remember oh, a lot of everything. <laughs> Everything at that last moment, the big battle. Yes. Yes. But honestly, everything leading up to it, I don't remember that one. Time travel, whiny, timey. Other other than America's ass. That, (laughs) That, of course, is what you remember. Hulk (laughs) giving Ant-Man the tacos, because that's one of the biggest memes now. That was pretty funny. But that's what I mean. Like, So everyone's like, oh, MCU is incredible. MCU is incredible. And we are not arguing that DCU, EU is any better. It sounds like you're arguing that MCU is not incredible. I just want to know how you, do you guys, do you guys sit there and remember a lot of the scenes of the movie? Do you look at, because you collect movies, do you look at your show? them all yeah do you like oh yeah, man, i actually I, own all of the mcu i movies. loved the uh, the yeah. scene yeah. where Duplex, we had yeah. america's ass do you remember that <laughs> i mean yeah i remember that scene mm-hmm. chris evans got a great ass I don't <laughs> but oh. how do you guys feel because like at this point i remember the battle the final yeah, climactic yeah, yeah. Conclusion. i feel like the more forgettable moments was all the time travel yeah like they had key parts from the time travel mm-hmm. that you remember like when uh what's her face pushes bruce banner out of the hulk like sure, yeah. that, like discussion. You rem- yeah. yeah, obviously the, ancient one. the yeah, old yeah, yeah, what's her face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> the what they call her. her. I don't she know what. I don't know what the old in the movie, but you yeah, knew exactly who I was talking I did, about. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, like besides small parts in the time travel, really all you remember is that final fight. Oh yeah, well it was epic as hell. Yeah, yeah. it was very. And, epic. I, and I remember Almost Captain two. Marvel teaming up with all the women of the MCU, even which, though they were all different parts of the battlefield. They were <laughs> exactly. They all like, like the, mo- the moment was cool. A giant ship. Yeah, the moment was it really just cool. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, they're all coming together. This is great. 
Your old team with Captain. She blew up ships. What it, does she it, need it, wasp for? I, while, I under, <laughs> while I understand the point of it, it right, was not I very too. organic storytelling. Yes. No. It was very much a ham-fisted, like, women power. <laughs> Which I found I found more funny than anything, but and then like she's I got you Spider Man. Like we just get those Spider Man in that. Yeah. Like Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, I mean it's Peter Parker, he just turned on Insta Kill. <laughs> that was an awesome. But, that was really really cool. Cool. but yeah. I, I I've already kind of forgotten a lot of the time travel plots yeah. and stuff like that. You know, there were some Day time moments. travel. Huh? Day time travel. <laughs> That's how they fixed it. <laughs> but do you remember Infinity War? Much of, much of that actual movie yeah. outside of the epic moments. I remember you should have aimed for the head. <laughs> it's true. Always aim for the head. Always. I remember or, all you the know, stories of the arm kids that crying. the gauntlet's on. Yeah. Kids and crying because all the superheroes were dying off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could probably work through the plot of that. Let's see. They show up on Earth to look for the, the stones, the okay. gems, whatever you want to call them, yeah. whatever the MCU actually calls them. Uh, Spider-Man, Tony Stark, Wong. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, Dr. Strange okay. fight against the Black Order. We have the, Then they head into space. Wait, you, for, you forgot the very key. You're embarrassing me in, in front, front of, of the wizards. wizards. <laughs> uh, well, no, so the movie opens with Thanos attacking Thor. And yeah. the, the, the they kick Hulk out. Yeah, remnants of uh, mm -hmm. Asgard kills pretty much everybody. The Hulk falls to Earth. They end up fighting with the wizards. They go into space. Captain America shows up when they're trying to kill Wanda and Vision. And he, show, the, he, shows, up, yeah, right, he yeah. shows up with oh, a Secret yeah. Avengers. Very cool scene. Very he catches cool. the spear, throws it back. Um, <laughs> they, all go to, a lot of they all go to Wakanda. Well, I've seen them a bunch of times. I, watch, I own them all, so I yeah. watch them. Oh, you've the seen them multiple times? I yeah, honestly I watch, I watch only saw the them once. And I, I was like, that's enough for me. If I enjoy movies, I watch them all the time. That's fair. I watch TV shows all the so, time. So. so, yeah, I mean, I remember a lot of this stuff. Did you like Infinity War or Endgame War? I liked um, Infinity War more. I, in, ter in terms of an actual standalone movie, I'd say Infinity War was better. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it was in terms a standalone of like, movie. Yeah, in terms of like an epic ending, uh, Endgame. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone can argue yeah, that yeah, Endgame yeah. gave us the greatest ending to a ten-year oh, project yeah. Yeah, ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. greatest crossover ever. You know, unless you count Smash Bros. Uh, sure. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, when yeah, are we getting yeah. Thanos and Smash Bros? That would be Sweet. hilarious. He just shows up. I win. <laughs> That's it. That's his special. Just, yeah. Yeah. His smash is just. <laughs> and everybody just dusts away. <laughs> Only half Stop of Stop using that. It's cheating. <laughs> Did you pick Thanos again? Did you pick Thanos of again? Of course I picked Thanos again. He's got a smash. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so like I said, I watch them all the time. Okay. Like, I mean, you, me and the wife will random just be like, you want to start watching all the MCU movies again? And we'll start at the beginning. Can, can you tell me the plot to Age of Ultron? To Age of Ultron? Yeah. Uh, so it starts off, they're in Wakanda, I believe, or at least like the outskirts of Wakanda. It's an African nation, and they're fighting uh, Crossbones and his team of supervillains. Right. And then Wanda kind of goes a little too far, blows up a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. It's in like South America, and it's like a, yeah, yeah. everyone's congregated I'm pretty sure, to this yeah, I don't think area. they had Wakanda yet. I think it was I think it was, it, it, was, it was Africa, and then I think they mentioned Wakanda yeah. at some point. It yeah, wasn't uh, Black Panther and uh, his father were at the thing, because that's where his dad... Oh, wait, no, I'm wrong. This is I'm thinking right. of Civil War, by the way. That's Chad the, is 100% correcting you right now. Yeah, that is the beginning of Civil War, actually. And, yeah, and yeah. that doesn't feature Wakanda. And that's the yeah, point yeah, I'm yeah. getting at. I'm like, thinking of Wakanda, so yeah. much happened in 10 years. In retrospect, can it's, we... It's uh, uh, Age of Ultron starts in Sokovia is where yes. it is, and they're hunting down the rem remnants that's right. of Hydra. Yes, that's yeah. right, because that's the one where the yeah yeah sorry I got city I got my movies wrong. So the point but I, I did fix myself. The point I wanted you. to no get chat in front of me. <laughs> Time traveled. 
yeah, to timey <laughs> We're gonna go back in time to yeah, fix that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll be the evil versions of Dan's confused. Yeah, yeah. Evil Andy and Dan just walk in the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the point I wanted to make with that though, and you, you've uh, you've been doing this perfectly, which is what I wanted. At this point, the ten years, can I'm you piece them out individually without really sitting down and kind of nitty gritty starting to? I can't. I just sometimes trip over myself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask me another one. Ask me another one. Thor two. Thor 2. All right, so Thor 2 opens up Asgard. So they've they destroyed the Rainbow Bridge at the end of Thor 1. <laughs> okay. I think it is, is it really, is, it's not Rainbow Bridge. Is it, it's something else, the name of it. Uh, they, Rainbow I mean, Road. They, they call it the Rainbow Bridge, <laughs> but there is an actual term for it, the Bifrost. That's the Bifrost. But it is known as the Rainbow Bridge as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor and the Warriors 3 are traveling amongst the, the realms to help fix the wars that started because they no longer have the Rainbow Bridge. Blah, 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 blah. He fights an original version of Korg. I forget his alien species now, but it's a big one. And he towards the thing, smashes him and goes, anybody else? Um, <laughs> Like the and, Beta Ray Bill yep, origin? Yep. Okay. Uh, How do you remember Thor 2 so well? <laughs> I like he that. watched it last night. <laughs> I like that one. No. It's one of my favorites, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess at the beginning, it actually tells you about the Soul Stone, actually. And, uh, How about Iron Odin's. Man 3? All I really didn't like that one. Okay, so it opens up with <laughs> Iron Man 3. I've probably watched that one the least. There's lots of suits. That's the one where most of it is with the kid? There's a yeah, kid in the garage. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. lots of suits. Pepper well, gets in a suit. I don't remember That's exactly how it starts. I believe <laughs> it starts in the past when he first meets Killian or whatever that guy's name is. Kilgrave? Not Kilgrave. What is that guy? No, Kilgrave shows up later. The guy from AIM, um, played by Guy Pierce. Um, <laughs> and Hammer. It, 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 it's ju- Hammer something, wasn't it? No, that was another guy. That's a different guy. Uh, but then it jumps Arnie to... Arnie Hammer. <laughs> no, no. That's the Lone Ranger. It's actually Arno Stark, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and I then it jumps you. forward, though, and uh, the Mandarin is like a terrorist, and, and then Tony does his whole, he can come see me anytime he wants. And then he does. <laughs> which is not a good idea. Hey, villain, come hang out with me. He blows up everything, yeah. And that's the one where he's dealing with like the PTSD from the Avengers. So I think this is good, though, because Dan's watched none of these after we saw them in the theater. I think you even missed some of them while they were in the theater. because I did not see Iron Man uh, Thor 2. It's okay. not that good. I think that's and I saw it's got Iron Man some 3 moments once. in it, but it's probably one of the lowest. It's not as ones. terrible as everyone likes to make it out to no, be. No, but it's yeah. definitely. But when you compare it to the rest of the MCU, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's on the bottom great, tier. Yeah. I remember I missed it, and then everyone was like, "It's not good." And I'm like, "I mean, yes, I'm not watching it." Was okay, it. I actually didn't watch it when it came out. I caught, I caught it later, like on some platform. I somewhere. think that's why I didn't. Whenever we don't actually see it in the theaters, I it tend to just fall I'm pretty off sure my you radar. Didn't work here. So yeah, no, I'm not. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, I think there's, it was like 2011. I think it came out. There's right another. No, there's another one yeah. that did yeah. uh, come out that we didn't see that I missed. Star Wars. That was one. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't mean out, that as a stab. I mean, that came out in '77. Dan wasn't even alive. <laughs> I think Wonder Woman came out in theaters, <laughs> and I actually didn't see it with you guys. I think I think you're right about that one. I yeah. think that might be what but I'm. That, thinking neither of those are MCU. No, yeah. but it's. I'm. I'm just saying it's a movie. <laughs> Star Wars is own thing. You also didn't come see Fantasy Island with me, that Blumhouse remake. Actually, yeah. technically, is Star Wars MCU now since no, it's Marvel? No, it's not the MCU. And it's a cinematic universe? No. It's its own thing. And it's Marvel? Do you want me to force choke you? I mean, it's in a galaxy I'll far away. It. What if it was? It's <laughs> like the past of the, of the MCU. Yeah. That'd be funny. Okay, Thanos so anyway. is just walking in the background. <laughs> that'd be awesome. They find a Like a young Titan. Thanos? Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool, actually. So I, since you're not a super MCU fan, but you are... I think I, I like the I'm movie a movie fan. I'm, very, I'm a movie fan. I watch yeah, movies you're that a I like. Cinephile. Yeah. 
And if I'm, I like a movie, I, I don't will rewatch like the name it. Cinephile. It doesn't sound right. It sounds like I need to be on a list somewhere. <laughs> That's why I made sure yeah. to say it. No, there's. I, I definitely uh, like very specific MCU movies. Like yeah. Ragnarok, I have seen. Fantastic. Many, many times. Probably my now. top. It's definitely my top. Ragnarok is MCU Ragnarok, Ant Man, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is really good. Winter yeah. Soldier, I actually couldn't really get that much into. Oh, I love that I think no, honestly, were we watching the movie? I think I saw it like once, but it was also very, very early on where I was not fully into comics as much. That's, okay. that's the movie where Captain America doesn't skip leg day because he's constantly kicking everyone. <laughs> he doesn't even need the uh. shield. <laughs> Is that the one where we get that? Nothing beats the uh, yeah, elevator yeah, scene. Yeah, okay. I do remember the elevator scene. Oh, the elevator scene was fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Forget like the movement is just like so we're we gonna do this or like well it's like one of those things where it's like Captain America and then everybody gets into the elevator like oh yeah that's not suspicious right. <laughs> you know what would have been great should have just drugged his coffee or something yeah no but you, well, I think it would have been great if they all get in the elevator and he made some comment like we're gonna do this or whatever oh, no he says uh, before we do this does anybody want to get out yeah yeah which is a fair warning and would have been like see you guys <laughs> that would have been just great like this is Cap. I just would have loved it if, when the next floor they all got off like what is he even talking about like, <laughs> and it was a different group people, and like, what are you doing yeah. one guy's it's just all like the a, secretaries one guy's just from accounting and he just had to like read down some papers hilarious they need to have like an edited scene Caps lost it PTSD from the war or something I don't know he's just beating people up with the elevator kept screaming Hitler every time I don't know <laughs> Hilarious. Um, what do you think about the MCU after all of this? You're obviously yeah. still rewatching them. Yeah. Is that I because mean, I can't remember the last time I did actually watch them all, but yeah, I have seen them all. We should times. we should all sit down and watch every single movie. Dan, take go first and watch every single movie first. What we do is <laughs> we watch the movie and then we film our reactions at the end. I think that'd be a great idea. What do you think of that idea, Dan? It's only it's only like fifteen something movies, yeah, twenty something like, movies. It goes back to when it's I said like, watch all of Daredevil. We're gonna talk about it, and then I shouldn't watch Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, I watched the entire first season on Netflix within a week. Well, I like the first season, and he was, was like, good. he was like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get. I'm like, you told me to watch it within the first freaking week. He never actually saw it until season two came out. I watched the I, first. I, I, I got halfway through and stopped. <laughs> we watched the first season in a weekend, actually, me and my wife, when it first came out. It was pretty yeah, good. The was, problem I had with the good. Netflix shows, and it started with, with Daredevil. They're too long. The suits. They're too long. They're like four episodes too long. don't get the suit till the end. No, it's not even just halfway. <laughs> season two, he has it. No, I know, but I'm saying like they always do that in all the MCU or in oh, the yeah, they shows. They don't immediately get in. They yeah, never yeah, get yeah. the suit right yeah, away. And but I'm it like, was uh, Iron Fist never got the suit. The lulls in all of them. Like I liked yeah, yeah. every mm -hmm. season. But They're all too long. There's always that like yeah. episodes six to like eight mm. where you're, in all of them where you're just like, why? Mm. Even the, uh, the Defenders one probably could have cut that to three episodes. It was only like six i think but they probably could have cut it it was I 12 episodes but yeah, they could have fit in three oh we could have done it in three. i think the most egregious one for it was the luke luke cage yeah. i loved luke cage but there's like three episodes in the middle where they just don't even do the plot well, it's it, like it's a whole different thing luke is going cage, on the season was pretty much over by episode six that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. like the main and then plot they were just done. like we're no 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 we're stretching it to 12. <laughs> Because it was like they do like a whole different thing for like three or four episodes, yeah. and then he comes back to yeah, the actual yeah. villain. It's like okay, Jessica Jones. I will say throughout most of it was actually pretty engaging. Season one, or season yeah, one. Season, season two was one. kind of meandering. I did not yeah. see season two, but yeah. season one, season I thought one was I think, pretty good. Well, plus David Tennant just made season one so great. Like yes. they do, Kristen Ritter and David Tennant bounced off each other so well mm -hmm. in that series. And they never answered any questions you wanted. It was like watching the freaking Lost show. 
They don't answer questions until second season with Jessica Jones. Yeah. Uh, Where'd she get her powers? Where did she come from? Uh, oh, yeah. If only there were comics to read. Are there comics based are, are off of the shows? Well, it's the same origins. No, it's because that's no, how most people who watch it is like that. Sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, she did. In her, the show? Yeah, in the comics. No, in the comics. Oh, okay. She does have like an actual superhero. That's lame. So yeah. Jessica Jones in the actual comics. Jewel? This is a different tangent, by the way. This yeah. is like a whole different show. <laughs> oh, so just Jessica you Jones. You want to know what I think it's a good time for, though? Because Jessica Jones is so strong that she can punch holes into dimensions to open portals. No, that's Superboy Prime. <laughs> it's true, actually. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by Honey. If you're like me and you shop online a lot, saving money can be a major help, and that's where Honey comes in. Honey is a free online shopping tool that saves you money by automatically finding the best promo codes and coupons from all over the internet. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online and is adding more every single day. When you shop at any of these stores, such as Target, Macy's, Etsy, or DoorDash, to name a few, and you get to check out, a little box will drop down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Give it a second to scan every single promo code on the internet and watch that price go down. I was able to save $15 on my DoorDash order the other night, bringing my $48 order down to just $33, and nothing tastes better than food that you saved money on. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just minutes. Plus, it's now a part of the PayPal family. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash rnbe. That's joinhoney.com slash rnbe. And now rewind you to our... <laughs> You guys I are five. weird. You guys that are was, weird. That was great. <laughs> that was not good. It was awful. Um, no, so that's actually good. So real quick, Jessica Jones in the comics actually yes. was a normal superhero, and then they got interesting with her, and oh, she can't do it. She's terrible. Mm -hmm. Put her as, a, as Luke Cage's wife, which is a weird decision for her for a long time. I think it was time. girlfriend for a long time. Huh? I don't think he ever actually got married. I thought, oh, just government. But I'm just they saying, like, kid. they regulated her to that Let me role. explain to you how the modern world works. <laughs> no, I know. I could have sworn, like, after they had a kid, like, partway through, they, they got I, married. I, I, and maybe. And then she'd be, well, they, they regulated her to that role where she was just, like, background character or whatever. And yep. then she became a detective. And it was like, oh, now she's, like, that That became what everyone knows now. Yeah. Detective Jessica Jones, who well, didn't do that. Well, PI, not detective. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, but that's, that's, so MCU movies, you think they're all great? No. I don't think they're all great. They're all great. So anyway, <laughs> he watches them and he's like, I hate this, but I got to get through it. <laughs> let me get to the next topic. Oh, okay. They're all great, right? No, but go ahead. <laughs> what about agents of shield? What about the, I, I got, I got bored with agents of shield. I thought that was too meandering as well. I, I fell off around season three or four. I, I, I watched until I realized that we were never going to get to Attilian and the rest of the inhumans. Oh yeah. No, yeah. And I was I like, why did you in that inhuman very, show? Very that was terrible. <laughs> The Inhuman that show? That you could still watch on Disney+. Plus. I, I remember uh, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it was Age of Ultron was one that came out that I didn't see in theaters with you guys. That might have been it. Because I remember watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going, what the hell is going on? Because mm. they were integrating it directly with the movie. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, integrating? And they was like, everyone get on board the S.H.I.E.L.D. carrier. We got to go do a thing. <laughs> no, the show, the show and then, literally like, the next went... Episode, they're like, you remember when we did the thing? <laughs> the oh, show cool. goes from, hey... Agents of Shield, normal thing. Okay, new season. So Hydra took over oh, everything. Oh, Winter Soldier. Winter was Soldier Winter is Soldier when you discover that, that Shield actually is. Yeah, they they did Hydra. do the Winter Soldier thing they did, for a while. They did. They did That's, that. Okay, but you're right. Before that, the other they stuff, were just like Shield. They, they would. Yeah. They would do no. They would do exactly what he's talking about. They would be like, 
Oh man! So uh, let's get ready for this war, and then the next episode, some passing comments. Yeah. Can you believe aliens invaded New York? Can you believe Cap died? What the hell? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, the so I guess the best way to look at the retrospect at this point now we've we've talked about our favorite moments and things we didn't like and stuff like that. What in yes, what do you think failed on the MCU as a whole? Ace of the Shield and humans. Uh, other than the humans, Netflix, humans, <laughs> MCU the show shows. that got canceled before it technically even came out. <laughs> uh, and what do you think did really well? Because now that we're moving into four, five, and six, what would you want to see them repeat versus what would you want to see them not do again? I think in the movies, once they started to go from more serious to adding a lot of humor, mm-hmm. I felt like that was when a lot more MCU movies started getting a lot better, at least for me personally. Um, cause I felt like, uh, early MCU was a lot, a little bit more serious with like jokes intermingled, but then we got things like guardians of the galaxy, mm-hmm. Ant-Man, Thor, Ragnarok, where humor was a heavy part to the movie. Sure. Yeah. And I personally, it allowed me to get more engaged because of things kind of like winter soldier, because I'm not like a huge fan of Winter Soldier like you guys are, Mm. there wasn't as much to get me into it, whereas humor is kind of a universal language. And so adding that into different movies can allow you to really connect on a different level and then appreciate the characters otherwise, as opposed to needing to appreciate the characters to truly appreciate the movie. Okay. Okay, that's my opinion. Sure. Point, counterpoint, go. I'm, I don't have an argument. Timer. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with Daniel over his opinion. You're wrong. <laughs> That's humor, how the internet works. Humor <laughs> is what destroyed the MCU. <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree with you to an extent. I actually enjoyed the humor ramping up. What I didn't like was they realized the money banking potential of always having a crossover going on by like Falcon mm-hmm. jumping into the Ant-Man movie and stuff like that. Mm. I felt like the universe got too big as things went on. I yeah. really liked the MCU early on, like the first Avengers movie. It was the Avengers. And then mm-hmm. by Age of Ultron, we had a couple more. Mm-hmm. But by the time we did get to Infinity War and Endgame, it was, if you missed a movie, there's just people going, like there's no oh, explanation yeah, yeah. at that point. Yeah, They're I just here. That. Yeah, I guess it. You know, because every movie, not only did every movie have its main superhero who would then cross over, but they also had their full supporting cast yeah. that would pop into things. Yeah, I would say maybe they got a little too busy towards yeah. the yeah. end. Because uh, like the chat even brought up, Sif popped into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sif yeah. and Thor. And, like, yeah. They were just she kicked a car. Okay, I think she did. I yeah. completely forgot about that. Yeah. Well, did I mean like it's the only one they could afford? Because so, I remember when Ant Man came out and they were like, "Falcons in it! It's so cool!" Mm-hmm. But I then think it's like ten minutes. Yeah, not yeah. even. No, it's like five minutes maybe. But he makes the joke or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. But like it just started getting busy. Every movie seemingly mm-hmm. had to have another crossover, another character, another cameo, another. I'll say that's yeah. why to me, honestly, my favorite ones are like Ragnarok, which is it focuses on Thor and Hulk, and yeah. you know, obviously they made new characters in on. Sakar, but right. you know it's you don't have to worry. Well, what is Captain America doing right now? Why yeah. isn't Captain America helping out Thor right now? Like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You know, like Iron Man three. Where the hell were the other Avengers at that point? There's <laughs> a giant battle happening. Yeah, like the president, Tony, wasn't it? They were probably- yeah, yeah. They, okay, so Tony Stark is supposedly a terrorist now, and he's kidnapping the president. You think maybe even Hawkeye would show up? Or <laughs> right? Like it doesn't make any sense. At least Ronan. Yeah, I'm thinking about this other alter ego. I'm gonna try it out early. <laughs> Guys, look at my sweet Warhawk. Um, yeah. So you know, movies Warhawk. like that, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I would say probably like Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy would be my top. Mm-hmm. My top MCU movies, 
But yeah, I mean, I could see that argument. Whereas they got a little too busy towards the end. Yeah. Well, because my but biggest I mean, argument—that's also, that's also half the fun when you see your comic book characters meeting up with each other. Right. Well, it's, it's my entire argument with Endgame. I think it's an amazing ending to the MCU. Yeah, I love that yeah. movie. But if you have never seen the MCU for whatever the reason, and they're mm-hmm. uh, contrary to what people believe, there are people who do, have not seen all the MCU movies, and there's still questions like, why isn't Batman in here? Isn't he famous yeah. too? Yeah, those people are stupid. By <laughs> the but that's what I'm saying. Like, because like, I, I, I remember arguing this with Dylan a long time ago. Hi, Dylan. He's gonna be editing this. Uh, but he I was, remember hearing about this argument. But he was, his argument ago. was, who who's not seen it at this point? And I'm like, there's people. There are yeah. people out there. We're yeah, just in a, We're in a group of people that just know other people right. that love this. There are people outside of that group. Hey, it's Dylan. The guy Benny was just talking about. That wasn't my argument. Um, I wasn't saying that everyone in the world has seen the MCU. I was saying that it's unfair to judge Endgame based on those people because that's not who the movie is for. I personally believe that judging a sequel, especially a sequel as continuity dripping and, you know, in- integrated as Avengers Endgame is an unfair criticism. It's a criticism you can make, I just think it's a bit more unfair than judging the movie for what it is, which is the culmination of 10 years and, what, like 21 movies leading up to it? Um, anyway, that was my argument. Uh, uh, back to the video. And I feel like the Endgame movie was the amazing ending of the thing, but it was also like the best example of what I'm talking about mm-hmm. where we get to a point where just characters are just there. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh, cool. That's awesome. But if you really haven't been following. Sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. When, at the end of Infinity War, when they went to Wakanda and Natalie was sick during the period when Black Panther came out. Yep, so I she had no that. idea who have that, any of those people were, or yeah. where they were, or why this was important, because they made such a point of being on Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda, more like Wakanda. <laughs> um, so I think, in my opinion, it just got a little too busy, and I the rumors that the new se- new series is not going to link them up as heavily right, yeah. make a little mm-hmm. sense. Sure, yeah. Because I, I, I think they just did get to a point where if you're not watching all of it, Right. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. Like you're you're watching Civil War, but you didn't see Winter Soldier. And you're like, who the hell are these people? <laughs> exactly. Although, if you didn't He's, know who Black Panther was at that point, because he hadn't had his movie yet, so you're like, wait, who's the guy in the cat suit? Yeah. And why? <laughs> why is it Cap talking about a buddy? What? The- <laughs> yeah. Winter Soldier? <laughs> Who's wait, wait, what? didn't Bucky die in the first one? Isn't it summer <laughs> yeah, right now? Yeah, you'd be completely- making What do you mean? Sense. That's Bucky? <laughs> why does he have a middle arm? <laughs> Who's the guy with the wings? Why is he helping out? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, I think it got too big and sprawling. I also yeah, think that, yeah. um, and I get this came out of the original bef- of deals before Disney, but the disastrous situation of the shows. Yeah. Netflix, Agents oh, of the Shield, yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah, able yeah. to use enough stuff. Yeah, and they yeah. were, some were attached, some weren't. Yeah. When they finally just went in the direction of like, uh, yeah, we're not even going to mention the movies. Yeah. I think everything went better. You know, like when Agents of the Shield had Ghost Rider on it. Mm. That was great. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that season. It's really good. They definitely used all their CG effects on that. Because, yeah, they. Because <laughs> they, they broke the season in half and did all the CG effects in Ghost Rider. <laughs> yep. And the second season was the LMD season where they were just people. Yep. So <laughs> they're like, people it was just and they're like I got a mask. It wasn't even a mask. They're robots. So they didn't have to take a mask off. They didn't have the Mission Impossible this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super <laughs> easy. Oh, goodness. We used all our fiery, all our CGI effects on that one dude with a fiery head. <laughs> But damn, but that I thought it looked cool. Good. Yeah. But everyone says how oh, amazing that part of the season was. Yeah. I mean, this is true because everyone, whenever they talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., almost always bring up the Ghost Rider. The Ghost Rider sequence was the best ever, but they yeah. probably, he never came back because they were, pro- well, he did like a cameo, but yeah. never came back properly because they were like, that was so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's expensive. To, people loved it, but 
it did not make us much money. <laughs> we had to light a car on fire and a person on fire, and we can't really do that. <laughs> well, you can the one time. They, they did it once, and they were like, we got more episodes. All right, get a new person. We'll <laughs> CGI it we this time. New people. We'll CGI it this time. <laughs> Learn from your mistakes. Exactly. So I, I would say I would keep it not as sprawling while the cameos were fun. I did I, I did like the MCU better when we were like, Dan, go watch the movie. And you had like two mm. questions. Yeah. Well, it does amazing for my channel when everyone has 90 questions. Sure. That it does. <laughs> I will agree with what you were saying, though. Like, cameos are fun. Plot point cameos are not fun. Yeah. I think that's the best way to say it. Because seeing the characters, that's fantastic. But like you said, when it's a giant plot point from another movie... You, you can't really do that because especially when it's like different titles like when it was the Avengers I guess that's a little more okay but when it was like actual different movies you're like oh wait why did I have to see that one I didn't know I had to see that it didn't have the same title well even like in Thor Ragnarok when Doctor Strange shows up at the beginning if you didn't see Doctor Strange you're not gonna know who that guy is yeah well I mean at least in that one though they do a brief explanation like they yeah, do kind I mean, of like they, like Thor's like oh I didn't know Earth had wizards again exactly or whatever stuff he says. like yeah, that yeah, yeah. as opposed yeah. to just hey so here's an entire country yeah that you should know about <laughs> what's the problem I, I can't wait to see how they're gonna explain Namor that's gonna be fantastic that one's actually really easy they just go hey by the way did you know people are under the water <laughs> they're in the we ocean didn't. and then Namor sprouts out. <laughs> I'm it's the first mutant. We can say that now. Yeah, yeah. bitches. <laughs> Did you know there's a whole group of people? That's it. That's what it is. Namor is going to explain. Yeah. <laughs> Namor, All right. So. Namor's movie is going to start with, did you know there are people who live under the ocean? And then he's going to pop out and go, did you know there are a whole group of people that have superpowers? <laughs> called the mutants. Called mutants. You all thought they were all inhumans. No, some of those are mutants. <laughs> What's the difference? Nothing. <laughs> no, no. One or one's puberty. One comes one's from a gas. cocoons. Yeah. <laughs> One is born that way. One comes from the cocoons. So, yes. What 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 would you think? You haven't told us what you would not take into the follow up MCU. Though. Yes. What I would not take into the follow up of the MCU. Yeah. Uh, the MCU Part Two. The usual crappy second movie. movie. Yes. <laughs> Why yeah. is the third movie Actually, always except, lackluster? Ex no, no, I no liked second Iron movie. Man Two. Wait, which one was Iron Man Two? It's <laughs> where he fights Whiplash. Okay, and he's in the, like the race car. Yeah, yeah, in the race car. Okay, maybe yeah, yeah. it's not. And he's got the suit in the suitcase. I like the suit okay, in the suitcase. Well, no, I like the suit. I, I, personally, for me, <laughs> and my wife will kill me. Be, yeah, good. I, I wasn't huge on the Iron Man movies. I thought the first one was pretty good. I wasn't huge on the second or the third one. Mm -hmm. The second Thor movies, man. I would obviously the second Captain America movie is probably one of the best ones. Oh yeah. Um, but it also felt very standalone. I will say. I think the reason why the second Captain America movie was so good. Is because the first one was 100% a standalone movie. I yeah, mean, yeah, it was yeah. in World War II, yeah, and yeah. it ended with him running out. Right. Like, so there wasn't any real... The second movie could be treated like it was the first movie. Yeah. <coughs> there was. was a Captain America movie, and there was a Captain America and Winter Soldier movie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I would say, honestly, though, my biggest... I guess my biggest complaint at this point, and, and it's a small complaint because obviously I love going to see these movies and I own them all on DVD, is they're very formulaic. You pretty much mm -hmm. know how it's going to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. And to me, the movies that took a little bit more of a, I guess not necessarily a risk, but kind of tried to break that mold a little bit more, like Ragnarok or Winter Guardians Soldier. of the Guardian Sea, yeah, mm -hmm. Winter Soldier, were the best ones. Yeah. So I, 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 would, I would say one of the things they need to do is maybe be a little bit more risky with the 
yeah, uh, yeah. the tones or the overall like style to it. Yeah. I'll agree with that actually because Captain Marvel. Um, part of the reason why I think a lot of people just write it off as being a forgettable movie is it yeah. is very formulaic again. Like we broke it all. Yeah. And, and then, then we just went much back an to, origin yeah. movie again. Yeah, we just it's go just back like to doing the original again. ones. Yeah. The next movie, I'm expecting it to be really good if you yeah. follow the trend. Mm. But it would just, we just backpedaled basically. Yeah, pretty oh, much. we're back to they crack a few jokes. Yeah. She gets some powers, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, I would say going forward, I think they just need to take a little bit more risks with them. Yeah. Because to me, the ones that were seemed more outside the box were the best ones. I agree. What would you want to keep? The hero. Kevin Feige called you Andy <laughs> Potter, and he's like, and like "Hey, yeah. so I'm just trying to decide what we should what we should do again. <laughs> what we should do again? Ah, uh, I mean, realistically, as busy as the movies did get, I would say one of the things that made the MCU the MCU was the fact that it did all feel connected. Mm-hmm. They didn't all feel like standalone movies. Okay, you know what I'm saying." So maybe keep some of it to an extent, but not get to the point where I got to watch six other movies to make sure I know what the hell's going on in this one. Right, right. But maybe still keep it, make it feel like they all live in the same universe still. Because, I mean, otherwise, yeah. what's the point of having a shared universe? Right. Just yeah. make it not required to yeah, watch exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'll agree with that. Because it, it yeah. is nice when you go, oh, this is kind of, they are connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, they, they are, are mentioning something or it whatever. It is always weird yeah. though when you get to the Tony Stark's a terrorist and no one else shows up because you know they're in the universe. Yeah, well, right? I mean, yeah. You but, can make that rule for almost any one of the movies though. Oh yeah. Realistically, yeah. Because like Winter Soldier, the entire Hydra base is being destroyed. Cap is now on the run. Yeah. Where was Iron Man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like even like a quick phone call. Like, where was Captain like Marvel? Just why didn't they beep like, her any of the time? Well, no. Nick Fury makes that comment that you don't know if I did press that button oh, yeah. once or twice. Uh, but That's no, fair. even like a quick phone call. Like Tony calls Steve and is like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" He's like, "Don't give me a couple days to figure it out." Yeah. Something along yeah. those lines, you know. Something would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. Even Black Widow. No, she showed up in Winter Soldier, didn't she? She was in Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. she went with him. Yeah, I. <laughs> I am so curious how, what, how that movie's gonna go. The Black Widow movie. Mm. Just because, one, I feel like it was very weird to put, af, af, put out after she died. Mm. I thought that was a very strange thing. The, the fact of the matter is of that, regardless of what they want to say or what they did, it, they, there is reports that before Kevin Feige was fully in charge, mm-hmm. I mean, Perlmutter straight up said, no female-led movies, they fail, I don't want them. Mm. So it makes sense. And then why Wonder Woman did. happened, and they're like, oh, "Okay, maybe." That's exactly it. And by the time Wonder Woman happened, Kevin Feige was in charge, mm-hmm. and he has to come out and said he's a fan of Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm. So not, I, I feel like Captain Black Marvel. Widow is just kind of like she pretty much got screwed over because of the Pearl Mutter era. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he was just like, "No, no women. I don't want a woman. That's movie. Fair. None of that stuff." And then when Kevin Feige, he, he's like, "Well, my my, I want Captain Marvel. I'll make that movie." Yeah. And now, of course, all of us are like, where's the Black Widow? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's if you were trying to make a female-led movie, Black Widow should have been the first one. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It should have been 100%. I, I can see why we got to Captain Marvel first yeah, yeah, because yeah. Perlmutter was so integrated yeah, into mm-hmm. everything going on. Yeah. I mean, there's reports that he wanted to fire Robert Downey Jr. because he wanted too much money. After the first How movie. How crazy that the perfect person to play your character wants more money. Well, it, That's it, what's called knowing your worth. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there's reports that literally Iron Man two, he's like, we're just gonna fire Robert Downey Jr. and replace him again, like, because he was trying to cut down budgets. Who would they replace him with? That's like going, <laughs> all right, I think we should fire Patrick Stewart Chris as Xavier. Chris Evans, he plays yeah. dual roles, Captain America, and I want to see Captain America fight his Scott Pilgrim character, the vegan, <laughs> and then the Human know, Torch shows vegan. up. No, yeah, he, he was. was, but then we found out he because he, he didn't know milk was not vegan. No, yeah. wrong one. Yeah, he was that guy. No, he was the stunt guy. He was the uh, the actor. With oh the skateboard. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, who's the vegan? 
Uh, I, I think it was Brandon Ralph. I can't get any actor straight. <laughs> I thought it was Chris Evans. No, Chris Evans is in the movie. Was, okay, so I, I think it's that right. I knew he was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he's like the actor skateboarder guy. I got closer on this movie. And then, <laughs> and then Scott Pilgrim has to fight all his stunt doubles. Yes, at least the person you named was in the movie. <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. At the minute. Yeah. I own that movie too. So. <laughs> I want to see your collection of movies. What other movies was Chris? Up, Chris, up, he was he was like in a lot of the rom com stuff back in the day. Chris Evans. Well, I mean, yes. he was Human Torch. That's the superhero I was thinking of. Yeah, Somehow, yeah, I got yeah. the Scott Pilgrim. I don't know. <laughs> you know, okay. so yeah, Captain you America. Remember the movie was <laughs> Human Torch. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah, I'm assuming. All right, all right. He's also in not another teen movie, right? Tevye's got that, or Silver's got that one. Yeah, yeah. He was like the, yeah. the main character of the jock in that movie. Everyone in the chat's like, oh, I'm just Dan from D&D last week. <laughs> Pretty much. Just 30 minutes of him being confused. Doesn't even know what the MCU is. No. We're trying to explain it yeah. to him. He's like, wait, Scott Pilgrim's not in the MCU. Are okay, you so what you're point? trying to tell me. So Henry Cavill is... <laughs> is Superior or Superion oh. or whatever his name is. Yeah. Hyperion? Hyperion, thank you. I don't know where I got Superion <laughs> yeah, from. I mean, it was close We're all just messing everything <laughs> yeah. up at this got point. The I still think they should... Should, they should hire Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck and just do oh, a Squadron Supreme movie yeah. where they're Nighthawk and I would Hyperion. Love that. That, that would, would be, be amazing. Awesome. So I would keep the cameos as well. I would tone them down though. True. I yeah, liked yeah, it better yeah. when it was mentions like uh, Loki turning into Chris Evans' character. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Or the shield being in Iron Man 2, I think, or maybe it was a 1. I think it was a 1 because that's where we all started. The shield? Cat's uh, shield was on the desk. 1. One, One yeah. yeah, he's trying to like fix the Iron Man suit. Right, but I'm just saying like those kind of mentions I enjoyed more because yeah. it did give us that interconnected feel. You like Easter eggs. Yeah, not like... I'll pass it over. Pass it over. You know what I'm saying though? Like that's what I enjoyed. Yeah. I concur. Okay. <laughs> I think we've done a really good retrospective here. Uh, they're saying it was Iron Man 2, Andy. Was it? I concur. I told you guys I'm not huge on the Iron Man movies. <laughs> I just wish they Oh, yeah, because Agent Coulson shows up and he's like, he holds it up. He goes, do you know what this is? He goes, yes, it's perfect. Give it to me. And then he uses it to like yeah. brace something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what was your least favorite movie in the MCU? For me? Yeah. Mm, probably Thor 2. That's not even that I didn't like it. It mm. was just of all of them, that's probably the one I wouldn't watch again. Okay. Damn. Captain Marvel. I do not like the character. Fair enough. Mine would probably be Iron Man 3. I honestly was not a huge fan of it. I didn't mind Iron Man 3 because I thought the finale was pretty epic. Mm. But like I that- just like where he destroys all the suits and he's like, and that's right, Pepper. It's all about you now. All right, where's that other Iron Man suit I have? Because <laughs> I'm going to need it for the next Avengers movie. No, I do agree. I did, Such and a, he's also getting the reactor removed. Yeah, like, it's so dumb. He's yeah. like, you know he's not done playing Iron Man. They like already they, announced the next Avengers movie. They pretty much, like, signed off on, okay, we're done. Iron Man's done. Oh, the Avengers. Right. We forgot that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even the, like uh, the next one was like, like, I understand if they did Iron Man 3 and then the next one was Infinity War. So let's say mm-hmm. Tony Stark has to come out of retirement right. to fight aliens or whatever. Right. But the next Avengers movie, I think, was Ultron, wasn't it? Yeah. I wonder if it was uh, three similar came out to... after Avengers 1. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it was similar to the uh, Harrison Ford as Han Solo that they put him in car- uh, frozen they carbonite. They blew up all the suits in case he didn't want to do it no more. <laughs> they put him on there because he only had a contract for two movies yeah. so they didn't know yeah, if they he, were going to get a third. Make, yeah, exactly. So they have to yeah. make it capable of removing them sure. and saying, I mean, maybe oh, Tony, Maybe Robert Downey Jr. was like, you know, guys, I don't Last know. Last tangent. Yeah, you never know. 
What would they have done with Han Solo on Carbonite if he didn't come back? They he drop it was, and it shatters. He, oh no! This <laughs> 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 is like, terrible. Chewie's like crying, but picks up one, puts it in his streak. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they do. Anyway. Uh, basically, I think just the original idea was that they could just make it so they wouldn't have been able to save him. Okay. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, we're going to pseudo end today's episode brought to you by Honey. Yes. And by our Patreon and Twitch subs. You already did the ad. Yes. You already did the ad. Um, but I the know, show is not just... officially done. Only here on Twitch is it done. Here on YouTube, you're going to be getting now the discussion with Sean Gordon. There you go. I've messed everything up today. Yes, yes. Yeah. Sean, if you're watching. Can I call you Sean? <laughs> Mr. Gordon Murphy. Um, we apologize. I like how he uses middle name. Yeah, I was why, not? Say, yeah. why not? Not Mr. Murphy. No, Mr. Gordon Mr. Murphy. Mr. Gordon Murphy. If, my, if I went by Sean Gordon Murphy, I would want people to call me Mr. Gordon Murphy. I yeah. think it sounds good. I don't know why. Yeah, I'll give yeah, it to yeah. you. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move to that interview right now. The link to that Kickstarter will also be down below. Everything. Uh, it's an Indiegogo. Yes. Indiegogo. It's, it actually it's looks good. Yeah, it's it does really, cool. really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to be linked down below, guys. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Uh, I got, got a, I've got a text message. I really should mute the phone. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy the interview. Hey, everyone. Not sure where this is going to go at the moment, but it's probably going to turn into its own episode or be attached to a previous podcast. But Sal and I had the honor of talking to Sean Gordon Murphy, who you may know from writing Curse of the White Knight, and his amazing artwork, his amazing storylines. And he's and he wants to talk about his new book that he's creating on Indie. It is Indiegogo, right? Not Kickstarter? That is, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's called okay. Plotholes. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're fine. Uh, so we're going to talk very briefly about what what... What allowed him to come to his conclusions to change up the Batman mythos the way he did? And then we're going to talk about his new book because if he wrote something as incredible as Curse of the White Knight, I'm excited to see what he's going to be doing with his own creator-owned projects. Well, thank you so, so much, Ben. And it's good to finally uh, meet you. Uh, I've been watching your stuff even before. I mean, you've been really kind enough to review my stuff, but uh, I've always enjoyed watching you act out all these books and all that. Uh, it helps me get through the day, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just assume you had some kind of crazy uh, performance art background because he's do such a good Joker voice. Not really. Uh, like I was telling you before, uh, I did public speaking in the military, so like I yeah. can project very well. And outside right. of that, I just have a range of what weird things I can do with my voice that seem to work for right. this. So yeah, no, it's I've thought about man. getting into of... voice acting, but I like comic books and doing this too much. So no, there's, there's a ton of introverts in comics. It's nice to see someone that's as outgoing as you are. So thanks for being here. <laughs> well, thank you for being on our show. Uh, Sal, uh, everyone who know who watches the show is going to know Sal. He's from the Comic Pop channel. He joins me as a co-host of most of my shows. Sal, I'm sure you've got some questions you want to ask. Why don't you start with our, our, our five-minute Curse of the White Knight talk? I'll let you take the first question in case it takes up all of the curses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have this tendency to, to go on, so I'll try to keep it as, as, as brief as possible. Um, yeah, but yeah, man. Let's do it. Uh, you, you started off with, uh, with White Knight, where you told this kind of like distilled, you know, amazing meatloaf of a Batman story and then kind of exploded <laughs> with Curse of the White Knight. Uh, you create and generate a mythos and uh, like a kind of backstory. Was that always in the back of your mind when you were working on the first iteration or when you got to do a sequel, you were like, I'm going to just go ham on this story. Yeah. Um, so I think at about issue six I, I, in the first volume is when I started to think about a sequel um, <clears throat> because the sales were, were high and the reception was great. And DC was already talking about doing a sequel at some point. So I sort of um, added some stuff to the 
uh, last few issues to set myself up for volume two, basically. Um, like I, I, there's some lines that go, if you go back and read volume one, you'll see some stuff that Joker says offhandedly that totally fit in with Curse of the White Knight. Um, nice. I imagine for the reader that reads them both back to back, you're really going to see a lot of threads that, that really don't skip a beat, you know? Yeah. That's I, awesome. my, plan, my plan was always to, uh, I'll just kill Batman at the end of it because no one ever kills Batman. <laughs> right. And then as I got to the end of volume one, I'm like, ah, I should leave him alive. And then uh, as I got to the end of Curse, I'm like, ah, I guess I should leave him alive. <laughs> <laughs> you feel it when you're reading that story, like where, you know, you're like getting to the good death that Batman's chasing. And each yeah. time you get there, you narratively weave in a, a legitimate reason for him not to die and for it to keep yeah. going. <laughs> right. Where yeah, like, no. yeah. What that I love about that things. is it being that it's a separate universe and we know that that all all bets are off. Exactly. Like as we've seen with other alternate universe long form stories, you're like anybody could die at any moment. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So me spoilers. You know, Gordon died. Alfred dies. Uh, you almost think Batgirl dies or is paralyzed. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the funny thing is uh, someone. I think it might have been you guys who reviewed it and said that uh, Sean um, is slaughtering all the sacred cows. Like all the things that you're not supposed to do in continuity. Like we don't know if all these characters are going to make it to the end. Cause like Sean yeah. is obsessed, obsessed with killing off characters. And uh, the trick for me is like, I want to give them good, valuable deaths. I don't want to just sweep them away. Um, but I also get overwhelmed with so many characters uh, that I, my, my brain goes to, well, just kill this character off. So that way you don't have to write them anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe a little bit too much, honestly. And, um, this, it would be, it would be hard for me to be on a main continuity story because every time I got bored, I couldn't just kill off a character because you just can't right. do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you so can probably, you just have like Superboy prime. Yeah. Stuff. They're all back. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm probably best utilized by DC over my own corner where everyone can die. Um, right. As long as the book is selling and people are generally happy, then DC is happy. But uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll step into mainstream one day, but uh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you were formulating the, the original White Knight, I kept calling it the Curse Universe. It's the White Knight Universe. I don't know why I kept calling it the Curse Universe, but everyone yeah, gets it. it. They know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call whatever you want, man. It's fine. <laughs> when you were originally creating the idea, I know... I, I don't know, I, honestly, I don't know if we, you talk about this or whatever. When it first came out, it was called White Knight. And of course, you got a lot of backlash from the various groups. Were you like, oh, they're going to love this when it finally comes out and sees it? It's, it's not what they're all thinking it is. No. Because I know, know the moment it was announced, it was like, <laughs> Batman, White Knight, I got so many messages of like, could you believe what they're doing? And I'm like, let's see what it is. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I appreciate you withholding judgment. Um, you know, the, the phrase White Knight wasn't really triggery back when I was concocting this. I mean, this would be late 2016, early 2017. And um, the culture w was just not as volatile um, as it might be now. And my, my, the whole time, my only thought was, well, we have the Dark Knight, so it doesn't really make sense to call this the Light Knight, because that doesn't make any sense. So we'll call <laughs> it the White Knight. And I'm aware of the, the phrase and how, you know, Batman's a white guy and he's going to swoop in and save Gotham's problem. Like, I was definitely aware of that. But um, the race stuff hadn't uh, wasn't what it is now. So I mean, right. if I was relaunching the series, I don't know if I would choose to call it White Knight. Um, but like any title, uh, eventually people just accept it and don't even think about that stuff. I suppose oh, like a new reader might get to yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, now it's yeah. just they just you can call it Batman Jelly Beans, and, it, and after a while, Batman <laughs> Jelly Beans sounds like totally natural, you know? Right. 
I would love a reboot of this universe as Batman jelly beans. <laughs> and you just like throw in things or just Batman's eating jelly beans between things. That's the whole reason. Like yeah. Yeah. only the black ones. <laughs> so, all right. Well, like we, we, we knew we were only going to talk briefly about white Knight universe in general, it, it, but overall Sal, Sal and I are huge fans of what you've created. And we're super excited about what you're going to be doing with it. Yeah. But Thanks, yeah, before that comes out, you've got this other creator-owned project, which you've reached out to us about. That's why we're talking here today. Why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about it so we can ask questions about it? Right. So um, the name of this book is called Plot Holes. It's uh, the story that I've been kicking around for a while. My, my business plan has been to do some Batman, then do my own creator-owned thing, and then go back and do Batman. Kind of like what Clint Eastwood does, I think, it, or George Clooney. They have this mentality of like one for them, one for me. Yeah. So the Batman is, is you know, it's for me too because I love Batman. But I definitely wanted to get back to my indie roots um, and try something new going straight through crowdfunding. I knew I wanted to use like Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Um, so I came up with this idea called Plot Holes. And uh, I wanted to design a, a, a title where I could really flex my muscles as far as drawing all kinds of different things. So um, the story is about a comic book artist who realizes that his world is not real. It's actually all inside of a novel and the novel sucks and it's about to be deleted. And he and everything in his world is about to basically get deleted too. And um, this woman comes to him and her name is the editor. She goes, well, what we do is we hop from book to book, fixing all these plots, saving these books. Because if we can get these books publishable then we can save these universes. Unfortunately, your book is terrible. <laughs> and you're going to die. So if you want to live, come with us and you can join our team. And we're made basically a bunch of misfits from books that got canceled. Um, so basically the idea is kind of like Men in Black meets Quantum Leap, where they hop into different universes. And the, uh, I, I designed it this way because I always, like I love drawing so many different genres and I can never have enough. I thought, this is great. They can drop into a samurai book. They can drop into a sci-fi book. They can go into ancient Egypt, scuba diving, like whatever the hell I want to draw, I can just write into these scripts. And then uh, if I do a sequel, I can just make it. I don't have to start like, a, I don't have to create like the screw on head. Um, I can create like a kind of my version of Hellboy where Hellboy could plop into any world and sort of scratch the itch of these different things that I want to draw. Um, and the main character being a comic book artist is also a very like meta textual type of thing. And uh, this guy has got a lot of the same insecurities that I do. He's uh, probably spends too much time on Twitter, like I have from time to time. And, uh, <laughs> Don't go yeah, to Twitter ever. <laughs> yeah, no. There's there's some fun uh, meta textual context that's that that I get to uh, poke fun at, which I think is is pretty fun. But uh, yeah, the team itself, you have like a character that's straight out of a manga. So he has like huge eyes and he looks like a Gundam pilot. Then you have a character who's out of a comic strip. He looks like Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes. You have a, a vampire assassin. You have like a traditional superhero villain. And they're just these misfits that are plucked out of different worlds to create this team. And uh, they're just trying to survive by um, publishing as many books as they possibly can. So they kind of exist in like a matrix type of database, I guess. Okay. That's that sounds cool. amazing. <laughs> it sounds amazing and very weirdly meta because right now uh, I'm, I'm doing a, a Dungeons and Dragons themed thing on the channel in which the my two players are Booster Gold and Blue Beetle jumping in and out of the multiverse of DC so that I can play in whatever universe they go into. 
be it wow. like White Knight or going into like Injustice yeah. or things. So it's just kind of weird that you're like, I'm drawing a comic about so I can put them <laughs> in wherever I want them to go. Yeah. Are you <laughs> and you're you're the DM on this? Yeah, yeah. You've got it with your voice. You must be like an amazing DM. I hope that you're videotaping it and putting oh, it out it's there. been going up on the channel. Yeah, it's Booster Gold okay, and Blue Beetle's Misfit <laughs> Adventures right now. We just had them that's go great. into the He-Man Injustice universe and like they're riding on the monsters and things. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's a total like kitchen sink universe where anything goes. That's that's yeah. great. But I just find it funny that that's literally the plot to your story there that it's about yeah. going through. <laughs> well, so I, I'm a, a huge fan of your art. What's that? Do you ever do a book of? Have you ever make a comic book out of yours? Maybe I can do like a variant cover or something. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> if I ever get DC to give me the okay to just take Booster Gold and Blue Beetle and run with them, we're all <laughs> Yeah, they're known for letting people do whatever they want with their characters, pretty much. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe Booster Gold. I mean, they don't seem to care what happens to him. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, but with your with your book idea, what is what came first? You wanting to draw whatever you wanted? or you, the idea for the book in general? Uh, you know, kind of the same time. I, I've had this idea for a while um, of kind of like, what if it, the men in black, I don't know, or what if it's like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and they're just these misfits and, they, and I get to draw all these different things that I wanted to do. So maybe to answer your question, I guess I'd say the exercise of drawing so many different genres is what motivated me. And then I tried to come up with an idea for, for a script around these characters. Um, okay. And it's something that my brain would revisit a few times a month and I would tell my wife about it. And she's like, I really like this idea. And I go, I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe, you know, I mean, even the quick pitch I just gave you took like two minutes and I had to use voices and inflection to, you know, it's like not necessarily <laughs> the, the easiest elevator pitch. Right. Um, so I'm hoping that when the, the, when the book comes out, people get it like that and uh, the rest will be history. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I felt the pressure, like, when you go off and do your own thing, normally people expect you to do, you know, guy with a gun who won't take no for an answer or <laughs> your, your version of Youngblood or Wildcats or X-Men or, you know, JLA or Batman. Like they just kind of they need like the quick, like, okay, so Sean's doing his version of this. Got it. Right. Um, when it came to plot holes, it's like, what are you doing? It's, it was kind <laughs> of like a, a record scratch. And people would, were, were thinking like, I'm not saying I'm not interested, but it, it's just a very uh, high concept kind of hard to wrap your brain around type of pitch. And um, my impression is that people are going in on it just because they, they trust me after Batman. They know I'm not going to screw them over. <laughs> right. right. I mean, your art alone sells me on products. Like, like oh, there's, there's yeah. a few artists out there, and in, in today we're talking to you, so obviously, but there's a few artists that I will buy whatever you guys draw, just in general, just because I love right. the artwork. White Knight could have been a, just a trash fire, and I would have been like, the art is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. You know, yeah, every day when I'm trying, there's plenty of times where I want to just cut, copy panels and try to take a half day and phone it in. But I just, I don't know, my OCD kicks in and I really just want to make every page as good as I possibly can make it. Like I'm aware that people generally see me as an artist who kind of writes. And I honestly don't really think of myself as a writer writer, um, but I can sort of write one script a year. And because I know the artist, because it's me, like I can fix a lot <laughs> of the, the plot holes and tweak things at the last minute, things that other writers really can't do. So um, as long as I can write like generally like a B to B plus level script and then draw it into an A level, I'll fool people into thinking that I'm a real writer. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to look at it, I guess. 
Yeah, whatever um, it <laughs> Yeah, cuz your art is just so distinct. Like not you can look at it and you go that is a Sean Gordon. I mean, they I've been tricked with the Batman animated adventures because you did the some of the cover for that and I'm like yeah. this is going to be great. Oh, no, we're doing that art again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I that was a real struggle that cover. Uh like I love working with Paul Dini and I'd love to hook up with him again, but I wasn't sure if I should do my thing or if I should sort of try to do an animated series version of my thing. Right. And honestly, I, I, I'd love another crack at it because that was I'm still not settled on how that cover came out, and I wish I could do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sal, do you want to ask anything about plot holes? Well, the plot hole sounds uh, it sounds like you love to mash styles because Batman White Knight is a mash of everything you seem to love about Batman blah, into one thing. Potholes yeah. <laughs> is all these things you you love into one thing. Okay. It's, it's essentially record. It's Record Ralph meets Cool World, and I am Perfect. Perfect. I'm so on board for that because it's like you you get to play. Mm. Have you ever seen the episode of Futurama where Fry goes into all the different stories and oh, yeah. like yeah, oh, yeah, dreams of articles of interest volume one and two yeah yeah exactly it's so great yeah. uh, but it reminds me of that where it's like it's collecting all these different characters and 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 seeing those characters from the perspective of like the reader as opposed to like from their own vantage point um right i i love this concept uh i want to see it how long do you expect it to be well we just expanded it um we had so much of a, a boost to the indiegogo campaign that we threw in another issue so the first idea was to do four chapters, four issues, basically. So okay. 88 pages, more or less. Um, and I'm doing this thinking one day it might get broken up and then split into issues. Yeah. So I'm trying to kind of plan ahead, but who knows what's going to happen. But um, we got so much uh, interest right away that we passed our goal. So I increased it to five issues. So it's basically 120-ish pages of story. Plus, um, I'm going to be hiring my friends to do backup little backup stories in it, just like quick black and white, like five to 10 page stories. And then have like a ton of back matter, scan the raw pencils, uh, concept art, you know, photos. Uh, I actually made a model of the spaceship, which I was, I'm gonna give away in the Indiegogo. Nice. Um, so really like for, when we were doing the best we can on price because with shipping disrupted with what's going on in the world right now, unfortunately, a lot of my European readers are not going to be able to get a good deal on shipping, obviously. Yeah. But for, I think it's like between, it's either 20, 30 or $50, depending on if you want soft cover, hard cover, you're getting about 170 p 70 pages of content, which is considering I'm not Amazon and I don't have that output is the best price I can possibly give my readers. So I'm hoping that they'll see the cost benefit analysis. <laughs> Definitely. Well, um, I think a lot of people that go to Indiegogo's and Kickstarters, they understand that things are going to be a little different. You're not Amazon. Yeah. You're not a big publisher. You can't just mass right. produce thousands of books. Uh, my experience with people running the, a lot of these, that it's not too much of an issue when it's priced reasonable. You right. know, if, yeah, you, if you were like, hey, guys, it'll be $300 for one issue, then people <laughs> might be questioning you. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> no, there's some people that are selling like a single floppy for $30. And I feel like if I tried to do that with my customers, I would just get raked. I, I just yeah. don't. See, you know, like, I, I don't know. We all have different, different, like what works for artists X doesn't necessarily work for me. And I'm trying to keep the cost down. Like even with the, um, the digital file of the book, it's only $10, which is less than what most companies will give you for, for five issues, basically. Um, and I feel like the overhead on producing that is so low. There's no, no reason why I need to, you know, charge people $4 an issue. Like, like what, what is the tradition this far, you know? So I'm kind of experimenting yeah. with different models. We'll kind of see what happens. 
I mean, the, the, the pandemic really threw a wrench into our plans. Um, we're still on top. We're still happy we're doing it, but we definitely had to go to plan B and plan C a few times, but we're going to get it done. It's going to look awesome. No one who backs it ever has to worry. And uh, I'd love to do a sequel at some point too. Nice. I was actually going to go through the points here because uh, <laughs> your pricing is really, because I've, in all honesty, you sent it over, and I didn't, I didn't even open up outside of your opening trailer. You're, so you're a busy I, guy, man. I didn't you're even look at the price points. You're I'm looking at dogs today, and, you know, <laughs> all kinds of stuff's going, hitting the fan. It's just because it's, it's Colorado, and you find the dog you want, you got to go. My brother went and got, exactly. got himself a dog this morning, which was really oddly coincidental, but we didn't plan that at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he said there was a line of 10 people to get a dog. What? At the place. Yeah, so I was like, that's why I'm like, I got to call and get an answer and go. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, but you know, yeah, you're What's that? A non sequitur. I used to do spays and neuters for free for charity. Uh, no my way. friend was a nurse. And uh, I found I had a really good blood tolerance. Like, I can see a lot of bleeding and not get freaked out. Um, nice. It never has come in handy other than that. This is a little fact <laughs> choice for you. But when it does, it will be very off, in handy. <laughs> I've cut the balls <laughs> off of many dogs. <laughs> um, I was just going to go through your pricing structure here. Your digital copy of Plot Holes is only $10. Uh, yeah. You got the print pack add-on. Is that like a postcards kind of situation? Yeah, like there'll be prints inside the book. They won't be 11 by 17, but there'll be collectible prints that you can frame and stick on the wall. Okay. Uh, and then the soft cover is only $30 for I've, 30. Like said, yeah. Yeah, for 170 pages. Uh, and then you can get the hard cover for 50 and you have it down mm -hmm. here for soft and hard cover for just $80 to get both copies of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few yeah. in here for retailers. There's a few larger options. I'm not going to go through all of them just because yeah, we, some we have of our a, viewers artist, probably won't need this. Yeah, we have an artist edition too, which will be printed out 11 by 17 large nice. scanned raw files. So it's for the uh, the process junkies and the art nerds. <clears throat> It'll just be the first two issues, not the whole thing. We, we tried this with the uh, Tokyo Ghost back in the day. And uh, we found that people really like these, uh, these things. I don't know how much they cost, uh, 40 or 50, I think. But yeah. Um, yeah, they're really collectible. People seem to love them. And um, yeah, we're happy to, to, to print them out if we can. But yeah, you mentioned the retailers too. That was one worry I had because I, you know, retailers have done so well by me and I wanted to do well by them. There's no way I wanted to like walk into the uh, self-publishing world without having a tier for retailers. Um, and uh, I know that a lot, a lot of retailers, like it's a risk if you're not selling anything other than Batman. So I'm hopefully yeah. offering a low enough price where they can share it with their friends at least or get some kind of a discount. Uh, I wish I'd seen this earlier. Be drawn into plot holes. Already sold out. <laughs> I, 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 I Maybe totally, one more just, just for you. <laughs> just to have us in the background. That would have been cool. Uh, but yeah, no, the, it seems like a great value. You get your amazing art with it. You get one of your original uh, storylines with it. Uh, is there anything else? You, like anybody who's still not sold in the project, what could you do to sell them to go to your Indiegogo? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> man you did such a good job. I was going to have... Um, I had these Skype sessions that sold out quickly. I was actually going to have a tier where people would fly. We would hang out in person. So have like a people would fly to Maine. I put them up. Um, we go to a bar, restaurant, come show you my studio. I'll give you a ride in my dots and, and kind of like, you know, the super exclusive experience or whatever. Um, like I've spent a lot of time with my readers at shows and I've done these sort of events before and like my readers are really the best and I've never, I mean, they're, they're so great and I really love everybody. I've never had a bad encounter. So I definitely trust, um, people for now. We'll see what happens if it goes, if it goes badly, <laughs> you'll hear about it on these around the in, in my experience of dealing with a lot of like fans and stuff like that, I think I've only ever had like one or two bad experiences. And I think mostly yeah. it's because the comic book fan base isn't really problematic people. It's a lot of introverts who just kind of want to yeah. hang out and. 
Yeah. That it yeah, will start. They problems. mean well. They really yeah. mean well. And even like some sometimes on uh, social media, you'll read something that sounds rude. But if you imagine that they speak German and they're doing their best to speak English, and then you read it through those lens, that lens, it's like it doesn't seem so offensive anymore. Like, right. yeah, yeah. I know we're, we're all still trying to wrap our head around how to how to people on social media, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, it's just like the ones who are trying to like, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm actually going to correct you now. It's like, I know you're <laughs> yeah. well-intentioned. Just yeah, that don't. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. That's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. Like when you do these shows enough and you're on my side of the table, you have like generally 10 different types of readers that you kind of run into over and over and over again. You have like girlfriend or wife who's there for her husband who has no idea what comics are, doesn't care who you are, and is mad that she just waited in line. <laughs> You've got, uh, you know, 15-year-old who lives with mom. His mom's right there. He, uh, you know, super shy. You've got, like, guy that doesn't seem like he should be in comics at all. Like, what are you doing here? You seem very normal. And you've right. got, you know, the, the typical type of people that you would see in shops. And, yeah, it's really funny to see, like, you can kind of switch gears. Like, oh, it's that guy again. It's that guy. And even though they're different people, maybe this is just me just <laughs> oversimplifying. But I find that I generally have 10 types of people over and over and over again. You know what? You're not wrong. Sal and I have done a lot of comic book shows, and I could, whenever we do the booth thing, that's what it is. It's like, okay, so this is the shy guy. That's the what the guy that has passed my booth 15 times but hasn't said hi, just doesn't know how to say hi. That guy, yeah, I know that guy, yeah. I recognize you. (laughs) Doesn't speak English so well, or someone who's really nervous, and when they come to talk to you, you sense that they're they're really slow at talking, so you immediately have to like slow down, lean in, and give them time, and like try to get them to say what they want to say because they want to say it but they're just nervous yeah um yeah they're all they're all types man but yeah that's that's so funny you can experience it's funny because them. i'll also do the video game conventions sometimes because we also do a lot of video game stuff um and we'll do the video game conventions and it's all the, it's the same thing you'll see all the people but different mm-hmm. types like because over there we'll have like the <laughs> hyperactive kid who wants to talk about minecraft and you know and then you've got the super duper shooter fan and like same thing yeah. you can put them all into brackets but yeah, totally. none of them are the comic people. <laughs> yeah, we have our own. There's probably like a good Venn diagram. There's a, there's a healthy crossover, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, we definitely have our own types here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, Sal, do you have anything else you want to ask? I feel no, like we're uh, good, we've done a good what's, job. What's our target date for this for this book? Ooh. Oh, uh, so we'll be wrapping up the Indiegogo in a few weeks. And um, I'll be shipping, we'll be digitally releasing the PDFs of the issues as soon as I'm done with them. So... I want to give people something to read while they're still under lockdown. Um, but as far as the physical units themselves, the books, uh, we hope to start mailing those out uh, first quarter of December. I'm sorry, nice. first quarter of uh, 2021. Sweet. That's that's a pretty yeah. quick turnaround, especially yeah. with everything going on. So I hope you get <laughs> Well, it. yeah. I, I wish I could, like, there's only some, like, I really need to get back onto with with DC and I really want to get back on to working with some more Batman stuff. And, you know, I can't really talk about the plans that we have, but we have some stuff to unroll here and reveal. And uh, I'm really excited about that. I'm dying to get into doing another white night of some kind. So, you know, next time we hang out, hopefully I'll be able to talk about that. I will not say no. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you keep doing your voices, man. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to use Joker again, but if you keep doing that Joker voice, I might have to throw them in there just to have the pleasure of you acting it out again. I do. That would be the most amazing thing ever. If I could even say, okay, so in passing, he may have mentioned that the Joker's there just so I can voice him. <laughs> yeah. But I can at least draw you into the background to entice you to 
give it a good review. So <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. But all right, well, everyone go check out his Indiegogo. Uh, if, if it's anything even close to his prior work, even with just the art, I'm definitely going to recommend it. And we'll definitely be covering it here on the channel. So thank you guys. Thank you so much for already watching this. And thank you for being here, Sean. Yeah, um, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate this. And thank you, Sal, for joining me for this particular thing. Happy and, to be here. Uh, <laughs> let's cut back to whatever show we put this into. And if it's its own show, let's cut back to the outro. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to the outro. You've now seen the interview. You've now seen our discussion. You've now seen me confuse everyone in every movie. <laughs> Indeed. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to stick around. We'll have a regular episode for you next week. Dan had a great idea. Do they announce events way too early? Oh, I was like... Is I, he putting me on the spot right now? <laughs> Dan had a great idea. Go. Technically, I did. I was like, I was, but I saw your face. You were definitely like, I don't I remember what I said. <laughs> did not remember at all. Anyway, guys, we'll be talking about that next week. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you next time. Bye.